Welcome. To Arcade Audio. This week's episode of Married to Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. 365 days ago from when I'm saying this right now, we were in separate locations. <laughs> yeah? Thinking, are we really going to get married tomorrow? And I know that's what I was thinking. And we both ultimately said... Yeah, all right. <laughs> Everyone's already here. Yeah, My I family really... flew here from England. <laughs> Might as well go through with it. Yeah. It is Febu- February. Fucking what? what? The fu- Who the fuck you get married to in February? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it is April 26th. It's April 26th, the day before our wedding anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about all day and got presents for and everything. Um, what wedding did you have two months ago? Steve's? Yes. Yeah, Steve's is what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of our friend Steve. We saw him today. From a safe distance. No, we were really too close. Probably, yeah. We all have coronavirus now. Who is the most likely to have coronavirus? Out of, Kai. Yeah, Kai. out of out of the seven of us? It's our three-year-old Kai. Kai. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're new here, <laughs> we um we talk about our lives. We talk about movies. Uh, that's why the show's called Married with Movies. Today's movie is uh, coming Basically up here very, very simple. soon. But as we mentioned, we're recording this today before our seventh wedding anniversary. You had to think about that for a second there. It is getting difficult. Why is it getting difficult? Just the math. 20 minus 13 is Seven. difficult? No, oh. but you know what I mean. 21 minus 13. 8. Ah, 8 plus 1. 9. Oh. You're the worst. You're literally the worst. I'm pretty bad at math. I didn't... You're make... pretty bad at math? No, I'm great at math, actually. I didn't... Um, You know what? I'm not... Uh. Shut the Bad fuck up. At? Shut the fuck up. At least I Chocolate tried. lava cakes. <laughs> I am going to put this on the record. I didn't say anything to you, but I'm pretty sure that you and Jillian fucked up mixing the batter part, and that's why it didn't come out. How do we mess up the batter? I don't know what you guys were doing when I left you unsupervised to mix we're the whisking eggs, eggs and, fl- you and were the flour and the sugar, but I don't know what y'all did. It did mm-hmm. not look right. I the way you put them in the oven, but that's not here nor there. What else is going on in our lives? See if I ever do anything for you again. You did it for What'd yourself. You say, what did you say you wanted to do after this? Fuck you. I want to watch our wedding video. Yeah, you could go jerk off in the corner. <laughs> to the wedding video? I don't know what you want to do. It's weird. It's pretty weird. 
Um, what else has been going on? Still in the midst of still a global pandemic. Quarantine. Um, we still hate each other's guts. Yeah, the usual. The usual. We, uh... Still yawning in the middle of a fucking podcast. Look, it's later for than usual for us. It's 10.20. It took us two days to watch this movie. I wonder why. Oh, my God. You're terrible. We're going to get there in a second. Uh, what other things have we been catching up on? Do you really watching? think people who listen to this show and think who have, you would have liked listened this. to every episode... This movie episode? never stood a chance with you, though. Which is unfortunate, because I'm sure you had relatives that, like, were here so building I thought- this damn bridge. No. <laughs> didn't i didn't have any i don't think i had any british relatives i do believe that the maybe that actually might be true yeah way to go anything else like my grandmother's dad has a purple heart from when he served in the british army but Mm -hmm. um people who listen to this show and know me know that this is definitely not my type of movie i was talking to my mom about it because i um my way home from work yesterday i said oh yeah tonight we're probably gonna finish uh our movie that we watched for the podcast, and she asked what movie, I said, oh, it's Bridge on the River Kwai, and she's like, why'd you watch that movie? And I was like, mom, I don't know, man, we just drew it out of the box. I said, she's like, did you like it? I said, it's a movie that Rump Up, my grandfather, would have really liked. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all I need to say about it. <laughs> my grandfather had such weird taste of movies, because he loved, this is like, one of the greatest American movies all ever those made. Movies. And then his other movie, favorite movie that I talked about on the show was Mars Attacks. Right, but this was so. this one best pictures, one of the 100, 100 greatest movies according to AFI. Cool, what it go up against? Hmm? We'll find out here in a second. Have you finished anything else lately? You finished Little Fires Everywhere? I did Kept finish. you oohing and on over here? Oh man, it was it so good. On your, was that when you got your new phone already? You're watching on your iPad? On my iPad. Um, no, I finished, I, I watched, uh, Little Fires Everywhere, which was incredible. Such a great series. I'm so glad that I watched it. Um, cannot wait for the next season, and I want to read the book. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of books to read. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. You started watching the Michael Jordan documentary without Last me. Last Dance. Yes, I did. Correct. Uh, that's nice. One, two. I think episodes... I said it on air that I wanted to watch it. So Whatever. Nice. Episodes three and four, uh aired tonight, so I'll look forward to watching those in the coming days. Finished Aaron Hernandez documentary. I'm not sure if I mentioned that on the podcast before. That was good, but depressing. Um, have I started anything? I rewatched Parasite, just because I wanted to, because it's one of the greatest movies ever made. I'm saying it again. Um, I think that's it. I started watching Wacky Races with my daughter. She made it through half an episode. I think it holds up. I think it was great. Um... Watched uh, Frozen 2 and Tangled like twice each this weekend. So that makes me want to um, uh, be standing on that bridge when it blows up. So let's get into it. <laughs> uh, bridge on the River Kwai is today's episode. This was a rare case where we did not have a package for the movie. I bought this at a gas station, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Which just sucks. A bridge. Yes, one of the greatest movies ever made. One of the greatest American movies ever made, and they sell it in the gas station for two ninety nine. Exactly, that's a good deal for this movie. Um, so I had to like make you. make a makeshift box for it. So it's just a white piece of paper that says "Bridge on the River Kwai" on it. So I looked up the package. It's really blurry. So I'm going to read it. I'm also really gla- glad that you're going to read it because I cannot pronounce the name of this movie properly. To so in save that case, it's life. your turn. Nope. You what is said. the name of it? Tell it one more time. The Bridge on the River. Why? There you go. I, I know, but I feel so like... So I'm going to read this one. Sam's going to read the next two in a row. 
which isn't fair because they were going to be pitch perfect, so whatever. But you're not going to win this bet anyway. The Bridge on the River Kwai, one of the greatest war movies of all time. Man, this is really blurry. When British POWs build a vital railway bridge in enemy-occupied Burma, Allied commandos are assigned to destroy it in David Lean's epic World War II adventure, The Bridge on the River Kwai. God damn. This is testing my eyes. Spectacularly produced, The Bridge on the River Kwai captured the imagination of the public and won seven 1957 Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Actor for Alec Guinness, and Best Director. Even in its theme song, an old World War I whistling tune, the Colossal Bogey March became a massive worldwide hit. Uh, the Bridge on the River Kwai continues today as one of the most memorable cinematic experiences of all time. Perfect. Alrighty, that was stressful. Uh, so yeah, so I had never seen it before, but knew the general premise of it. We've done a few. What other, like, classic... You don't, you're not going to fucking remember what I'm asking you for. You, you watch them, and you forget them immediately, considering you fell asleep for, I don't even know how long. In the no, first it was one. only a few minutes. Uh-huh. It was only a few minutes. And you went and got up, ate some pretzels, and that woke you up. Because I have low, I have low blood sugar. I have to have salt in order to make sure I don't fall asleep. So thanks a lot for bringing well, now that up. Now everyone knows. Now if you're ever around anybody who listens to the podcast, I know, oh, Smith is feeling a little down. Let's get her some salt. Now it's just good information for everyone to have at home. We already kind of got it, but what what wrong opinions did you have about the movie? You're so mean. Just because they're my opinions don't mean that they're wrong. Um, look, what was that movie that we watched that I was, I was like, oh, I couldn't tell the difference between all the characters because it was all just a bunch of white men? I'm going to say Seven Samurai, and I'm like, you racist bitch. N- no. No, those those characters in Seven Samurai had distinct personalities mm-hmm. and distinct things that I knew who they were like from one scene to the next there was another movie that we watched that I don't think either of us ah fistful of dollars I believe it was that it's even worse I in terms of believe it was it was either fistful it was one of those one of the spaghetti westerns one of those spaghetti westerns that both of us said that there were so many characters and we Maybe they weren't ever properly I'm introduced. Good, bad, it would have been good, bad, They weren't properly introduced. Yeah, you gave um, a fistful of dollars uh, three, so I'm assuming it's that. Mm-hmm. But in that movie, like the characters weren't properly introduced, and I couldn't tell who was who from one scene to the next because they all kind of looked alike. There was a lot going on. You couldn't really distinguish them. I feel like that. For large chunks of this movie. There is some confusion. There's a lot of who confusion. Is who is first and you kind of figure right, it out. Right, right. Look, I'm not saying this is the greatest movie ever made. I'm sorry. I think that you just said that it's one of the greatest movies ever made. Rewind the tape and listen to what you said. Because I'm pretty sure that you just said this is one of the greatest movies ever, ever made. So no. your opinion is wrong. I am not saying that. Yeah, you, you said I am it. saying that it's been said that it's one of the greatest movies You're ever made. Such a dick. Why the fuck did I marry you? <laughs> is, is what I'm saying. Look, I appreciate some of the scenes in this movie. I think there are some iconic scenes. I really enjoyed some of them. Uh, but. But. 
there, this shit fucking drags. This shit did not need to be two hours, 45 minutes. It's long. It is it's long. long and, it's, and it's strong. And there's not much friction getting on. It's boring. It is boring in parts. What was it's I just going to look up? I was going to look up. Oh, I wanted um, to look up the uh, popular culture, the AFI. It's, yeah, so... And I hate to say that because I know how iconic this movie is. And I think Alec Guinness, Alec Guinness who's oh, one of my should have read the back of the box. favorite <laughs> actors, um, I think he does a great job, fantastic job. So different than anything else that um, we've seen him in on this show. We've done. I think we've only seen him in Star Wars. No, we've seen him in Murder by Death as well. So thanks so oh, much right, right, for remembering right. one of his most iconic <laughs> roles yeah, okay. as the blind butler. That was like. Like one of our first episodes. It so, doesn't matter. It's one of the best in movies ever made. In 1998. Made. That is one of the best movies ever made. You could quote me on that. Okay, there goes your credibility. Murder in by the Death 1998, is In the 1998 AFI 100 Years 100 Movies, it was ranked 13th. In the 10-year anniversary of that, in 2007, it was ranked 36th. And then it was rated 58 on the 100 Thrills list in 2001. And then it was rated 14th in the 100 Cheers edition in 2006. Man, they don't do these anymore. Fucking bring back the AFI specials. That shit was awesome. Um, so that's how I knew about this movie and what it was. I, I I didn't make that fucking list. No, you didn't. Who's going to fucking ask you? I don't, I, don't, I don't want to know what your favorite 100 movies are. Um, what I was saying was that I, I always can appreciate and recognize... The scope and the magnitude and the the importance of the movie. I think it is a well done movie, and I would still say at the end of the day that I enjoyed it. But it is ultimately still also not my complete cup of tea, in that it's too long. It severely drags in parts. It's difficult to follow in chunks of it. Um, Wait a second. I think that I just said all of those things. Right, but my opinion is what matters. Because I liked it, and you didn't. So but my we opinion said is the qualified. same... Wait, we said all of the you same just facts like you're being a bitch. about the movie. Mm-hmm. We said the same facts about the movie. You didn't give those AFI facts. I didn't need to look at the AFI list about the oh, facts. Oh, you knew? Oh, you knew them off the top of my head? What was Clockwork Orange in the first list? Ten. Nah, way too high. I have no way to search this easily. Clockwork Orange was 46 on the first list and 70 on the second list. I think you're wrong. I just read it! We're not talking about Clockwork Orange. We're talking about Bridge on the River. (laughs) I hate you. Um, But why am I wrong if we had the same opinion, the same opinion of the movie, and I those opinions made me not like it? No, I'm just fucking with you. So, uh, be- ooh, I do have a gripe now. Okay. So, 1957 Academy Awards. Uh, nominees for Best Picture. Uh, Bridge on the River Cry won. Other- I'm sorry, Bridge on the River? I'm reading the box. The nominees were Witness for the Prosecution, Sayonara, Peyton Place, and 12 Angry Men. I am very mad now. Because 12 Angry Men is so much better of a movie, and I think longer lasting I mean, I can tell enduring. which 12 men were which 12 men. Uh, David uh, Lean won Best Director over Sidney Lumet for 12 Angry Men. Um, Best Actor Alec Guinness won over Marlon Brando, Sayonara, Anthony Francois, A Hat Full of Rain. That just sounds like a fun 
movie. Fun movie. Watched probably like some awful like Ku Klux Klan produced film that I just was like, sounds fun. Uh, Charles Lawton, witness for the prosecution, and Anthony Quinn for Wild is the Wind. I don't believe. And then the only other actor that was nominated was Seisu Hayakawa as Colonel Saito for Best Supporting Actor. He lost to Red Buttons. Man, isn't this something that Seisu Hayakawa in Bridge on the River Kwai lost to Red Buttons in Sayonara? <laughs> just sounds funny to me. Um, but... Of course, the music, iconic. Um, I like the way the movie starts. Good opening credits. You get a good idea of, like, what the world you're in is. But then it gets confusing. I didn't get, like... I didn't know, like, that was what a Prisoner of War was. I thought, like... I think Prisoner of War, I think, like, John McCain for five years, like, tied up in a shack somewhere getting, like, beaten up. I mean, sure, they're getting put to work. The whole politics behind it... I really was so confused about all of that. So this is a true... This is a true... This is a... It's a historical fiction. Historical fiction. There you go. That's... Yeah, exactly. It's not a... uh, It's not like Inglorious Bastards or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in that... It's not rewritten historical fiction. Yeah, there you go. It's actual historical fiction. Well, it's... Yeah, it's historically... It's historical... It's a historical event and there's fiction placed inside of it. That's what historical fiction is, Chris. That's the actual definition of what historical fiction is. What Quentin Tarantino does is he rewrites... What's the definition of fictional history? No, it's not. It's just history that's not true. Oh, that's even cooler. How does that work? That's the same thing with fictional history. You know how it works? You know, you know, no, it's not. Yeah, fictional history is like if I said that... fake news. (laughs) Seven years ago... Ah, mm-hmm. I made I the best decision of my life by marrying you. And then historical fiction would be if I said that seven years ago uh, my life was made and I watched a Segway tour happen. You know what you're good at? Words. Um, so- you know what you're good at? Nothing, you Stupid ass motherfucker. So the whistling and it struggles and then like the colonel seems to be like dubbed poorly in some parts. But then I remember that's just like how movies like looked and sounded in the 50s was, you know, really, uh, really overly dubbed is what it appears to be. They just had to like do that like fix and post because their microphones are bad. Um, there's a lot that I don't think is handled great. Um... But the whole, like, I, I, I didn't care about, like, the politics and the backstory of, like, how this process works. Like, oh, like, the, like, the, was it with the commanders or the captains or the... The captain, I think that they were captains or the junior captains. Or, like, there was some, there was a large force of them that weren't required to work. And I'm like, you're prisoners. You guys are all, like, filthy, but there's still, like, somebody in charge. Uh, this is probably all something ignorant and stupid as fuck. No, I mean, we don't come from military backgrounds. But then also, like, but also there was, like, part of, like, why they could or could not accept the work. Like, Nicholson, Alec Guinness's character, was, like, in charge of the POWs, but he saw the answer to Saito. Because he was also a POW. But then also he, so, like, he stands up at some point to him. He gets put in the oven, not going there. Um... And there are already people working on this bridge 
But of course, it's the enemy, so why would you do a good job with the bridge? Like, that just makes no sense. And then... Yeah, like, I really And then eventually, at a certain point, Alec Guinness's character, like, for the honor and pride in their country and their duty and their work, convinces them to actually, like, do a good job. They, like, help them put the bridge on another spot, like, a better spot. Um, he basically saved Saito's life because Saito had... Uh, pledge to kill himself if this didn't go off the right way and then he like fights to save the bridge at the end when the his side like his side of the war is has now come over to try and blow the bridge up um so it's a really strange concept and you're breaking it down and explaining it to me like that doesn't make me like it anymore in fact it makes me dislike it even more because but, I don't understand the concept of it and I know that this probably really did happen but it just doesn't make any sense and maybe I am ignorant for not understanding how prisoner prisoners of war work but I didn't think that they needed permission to work or like somebody would get in trouble if they were working it's like hey you sure. prisoner get the work like right. that's that would be how it is right I guess. Well, then there was also, like, so they're not doing it, and then Saito, at one point, because of some kind of amnesty, like, releases, like, doesn't release everybody, but, like, everyone's... that one guy who then came back? Yeah. Was, well, no, that no, that guy got shot and escaped. <laughs> That's what happened. I, look, I don't know, man. You fell asleep for this whole movie, in other words. So, Shears was the guy, he was, Shears was, um, he wasn't, like, a captain or an officer, remember, he lied about yes. who he was hoping for better treatment, but then the joke was like, oh, well, we're prisoners of war. Like, everyone gets treated like shit. Um, there was an escape attempt, and two people got stopped. Shears got, like, shot, or, like, a grazing shot. He fell off. I he was presumed dead, dead, and then a local village, like, took him in, helped him, and then he rode for what seemed like forever until he was found in some weird hojos, it looked like, some weird, like, resort city, and then he ends up having to go back in. It was like a Hojo's. <laughs> it was like a Hojo's. Um, he was getting like hand jobs and everything. Hojo's hand jobs. <laughs> hand jobs for, at Hojo's. Uh, but then like he's voluntold essentially based on his ruse that he has pulled at this point. Hey, you know where we're going. You know what's happening. You're going back in here for us to blow up the bridge. Um I like that whole little segment. So this movie surprisingly has a little bit of levity to it. Alec Guinness, in the research I, I read, like he always had those kind of moments or kind of want for his characters to be able to do that in his movies. So there is moments like even early on when uh, he's like reading like the like he's reading the rules and uh-huh. it says that his guys don't have to work. And Saito takes and like throws it across the way after he slaps him in the face. I was like, oh shit, this movie's on now. Yeah. And like he just like kind of fixes his coat, walks over, grabs the paperwork again, like stuff like that kind of uh, intrigued me. Yeah. But there's that little stretch where Shears is talking to, don't remember the character's name, the other guy in charge of, you know, the the Brits in that mm-hmm. in that regard. Uh, there's a good little rapport with them, and then there's like the interview where they're interviewing Joyce. And then the fourth guy, who just ends up getting killed as soon as he parachutes in, <laughs> getting stuck on a tree. They're just, like, yeah. the, like, the thing was, the movie would have really good momentum in a lot of things together all at once. And then the next thing that would happen just kind of would take me out of the movie. So there's a segment where uh, three of the four uh, invaders, I guess we'll call them, 
uh, are like sitting laughing. I forget what Shears was talking about. Shears is keep making comments like, oh, so you don't need me, or I can get out of this, right? Like, he's trying to do everything he can. They all share a good laugh, and then it's a shot of them like parachuting in, and this guy just getting killed in a tree. And it's like, well, Great. I was having fun. And then uh, Shears, who was definitely fucking every woman that was assisting them, uh, which was definitely. another uncomfortable moment, was like, just how women were just like the object of their like affection and how there's like fawning over the the burly American and British men. Um, Cause Shears was American, right? Sure. <laughs> I hate your memory. I hate your Look, lack of attention. But see, I don't know what it is because it only happens like now, like for this podcast, which is weird because like, at work and stuff, psh, I'm really good. I think I just have too much other stuff in my brain that I don't make room for, like, inconsequential stuff like this. Like, if was Shears American or British? It's not a question that's going to keep me up at night. Do I have enough money to give out to all these customers for these stimulus checks? Now, that keeps me up at night. I'm trying to calculate it. Cool. Uh... Anyway, the, le- sorry, the levity preparing everything and the men getting to know each other was good. Oh, there's the first hit of the podcast. Knock it to fuck off. Uh, and then they parachute and die. It sucks. But um, the problem is also, like, I feel like a lot of time, just passage of time and... What are you doing? Looking at the ring? I still wear it. It's still there. Yep, there's the ounce most I wear it. It's imprinted on my skin. Um, there's so much passage of... Passage. There's so much passage of time with yeah, like, some things. I didn't, it was, it, it's meant to be tension because you're just getting like the natural sounds of like the jungle, the, the, the environment. But it just takes forever than like setting up the charges in the water. And there's just shots of them building a bridge. There's shots of them just more traveling. Did this, like, did this movie take place over like a year? I have no idea. I have no idea how long it's supposed to take. But mm. the last four, like, we watched the first two hours of the movie, night one. The last 40 minutes felt just as long as the first yeah, two hours. Yeah, it, it was really hard. And I know, away. and the problem is, like, did you know what was coming? What, that everybody dies? And the bridge was going to blow up? I knew the bridge was going to blow up. Yeah. That was the whole fucking plan. Yeah. I mean, the, it was successful. But if the bridge hadn't blown up, I would have been so fucking mad. It's like a wrestler setting up a table. <laughs> I hate when that happens. I hate when that happens. Because it never I, happens. Yes, it does. It never happens. Uh, Kayfabe. But it the last happens. 40 minutes, there's so much just, uh, 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 and, t- and it's not good anticipation, at least to me. Yeah. Um, they Like, the women are fawning over them. They wait. Uh, there's some weird, like... Uh, cross-dressing performance in celebration of the bridge being concluded. Yeah, that was really weird. That was weird. It gave me, like, Tropic Thunder flashbacks. <laughs> I was like, I'd rather them perform Simple Jack for no reason. Um, and then... And then, like, the sh- it escalates so fucking quickly. Yeah, it really did. In that Nicholson notices the, the thing in the water, and then he just goes and in- investigates it. And then Saito gets stabbed, which was super anticlimactic. But then it needed to be because then shootout and this person gets shot and then this person gets shot. You don't like you don't get a lot of time to like feel it. Like Shears is for all intents and purposes, the, he's the top build character in the movie over Alec Guinness's character, um, and like he just kind of dies. And there's that moment of recognition of of Nicholson being like, "Oh, this is the guy who I talked to before who escaped. I thought was dead. Oh, this is what they're doing." 
oh my god, what have I done? Like, he has that moment of like, I've been helping the enemy this entire time, and his last moment is taking out what he was working so hard to accomplish. But then, again, so all that positive momentum that we've built up, that I, I've just referenced, and then what happens immediately afterwards, but like, unfitting music, it was almost kind of like chipper music. Like, yeah. And then that one character just delivering, like, madness. Madness. Like, like it was just over dramatic and it didn't fit. And, like, I didn't have any, like, want or care Man, about him at I all. and I don't believe that that train fell like that. It was 1957, Samantha. Man, I expect more. 63 years ago. Give them some slack. That bridge blow was impressive as fuck for the time and everything. And they almost missed it, apparently. They had, like... A bunch of cameras set up, and they thought they had no film in the the one that actually looked the best. Um, well, what is it going to take for you to like one of these fucking movies? A war movie? A yes. lot. I mean, I liked Seven Samurai, which is somehow longer than this. I know, but I don't know. I I don't know why I liked Seven Samurai so much. I think maybe I was sleeping in that one too, and I had a good dream. No, that's not true because I never remember my dreams. Um. Look, I don't know. I don't know what it is about war movies that I'm not a fan of. I just can't relate to them, I guess. Wait, you've never been in war, so I guess that makes makes uh, sense. Every day of my life is a war. You shut your mouth. No, maybe, but no. I mean, I've never been in a horror film situation either. It's, you know, you can relate to things without ever having been through that situation. just don't know what it is about... It's not all war movies, but it's specifically, like... Older war movies? Older, black and white, old-timey actor war movies well, that I just... not black and white. I'm just... You, you remember that much. Yes, but I'm just saying... What black general. and white war movies have we watched? I don't know, man. I've slept through a lot of movies on this podcast. I can't keep them all straight. I wish you people knew all that I do for you. Because if it wasn't for me... We w- this podcast would be five minutes every week. It'd be like, hey, Samantha, give this movie you barely watched a score. Cool. All right, here's all my information. That's why I, I'm i always the person naming the MVPs, the LVPs, pushing everything, because I'm the one that really knows. Right, and that's why Taylor Swift won MVP last week. Because so I gave you a fucking mouth. bone. Shut your mouth. Do you know how much Taylor Swift has done for this marriage? She made it bearable for me. Oh, I'm glad she can keep one relationship intact. Um, that woman's gonna die sad and alone in about seven years. But filthy <laughs> fucking rich. Fuck. Alright. If Taylor Swift dies <laughs> in 2027 on our wedding anniversary, that's creepy as fuck. Um, but for real, name me five scenes we haven't talked about in this movie. We didn't talk about the opening when, with their I whistling. The yes, I did. That was one of the first things I talked about. The opening with the credits and the world building and them whistling the tune in. I, one of the first things I talked about. The most famous part of the movie. Yeah, go ahead. So, that, wrong. Next. Next! That old character. Name me five scenes of the movie. This is going to be a reoccurring bit on the show now. When they're sitting at the table, the long table, and Alec Guinness is talking about what they're going to do for the bridge. 
And Saito <laughs> is like, yeah, I heard you. You're so lucky I know what scene you're talking about because that sounds like bullshit. It's like, oh, it's the scene with the main actor's name at a very generic place talking about item and title of the movie. But I know exactly what scene you're talking about. Oh, yeah, see? Good. That's one. Fuck yourself. That's one. I'm sorry, what are we doing right now? I have to name five Five scenes scenes we haven't already talked about in the movie. In the movie. Um, We already talked about that scene. Um, What about... When they're mapping out the scene, when they're mapping on that big map, the not with Shears and the other guy. She, Shears is the one who escaped and came back, right? Yes. So when she, Shears is with that other guy, and they're on the map, and he's showing him the map and saying, "This is where you washed up." That is a scene in the movie. Okay. You know what scene I'm talking about? Forty percent there. Okay. Um. What about... Who was that other guy who went up on the hill? What was his name? The guy who went and watched the bridge thing on the hill? The one who survived? What was his name? Oh, the one who got his foot shot? I don't remember his name. Alright, that guy. He's the one that got injured. He was he was the basically like the head of the four. Uh, I'll tell you in just a second. Not Joyce. Joyce was the, the guy who stabbed Saito. Yeah. Warden, I believe. Major Warden. Yeah, Major Warden. Okay, well... Who married Jessica Tandy? Is he the one who... God, divorced in ...said that he was going to go watch it up on the hill? Because that's also a scene I remember. Um... I'm counting that. Uh, I rest my case, everybody. We talked about most of the scenes! The train falling off of the bridge after it exploded... Talked about the marching. I mean, look, that was the beginning and the end. What more do you want from me? So why did they wait to blow the... Why did they specifically want to blow the bridge when the train went across? So they could kill two birds with one stone. What was the bird in... Because the train had, like, people that were coming. Important people. <laughs> I I could ask a nine-year-old this, and they would say it in better terms than you would. Because they have the people on it. What happened? Oh, bridge go boom. <laughs> <laughs> there were like dignitaries and like other soldiers. That's what I said important people, didn't I? Isn't that what a dignitary is? Alexa, what's the definition of the word dignitary? Dignitary is usually defined as a person who holds a high rank or office, as in the government or church. Ah, thank you so much. So means that they're important, right? No problem. I'm happy to help. Go away. You don't have to be so mean to her. She's happy to help. I rest my case. Huh. Uh, yeah, no no words, huh? No, nothing to was say? Was there anything that you liked about the movie? Huh? What? Was there anything you liked about the movie? Liked God the movie? damn it. Anything I liked about the movie? Um, <clears throat> I did like the, the beginning. The whistling. Thought that was that was kind of cool. I just was confused because then all the people, they're like, oh, we're in the hospital. But they were just like like playing some checkers. 
Under, like, outside of, like, a... There's a scene you could have mentioned is when he came back, when he went through, like, the infirmary to get volunteers, men that, like, weren't injured enough to, like, go work on the that. bridge. No, you did that. That was at the beginning of the movie! No, I remember, I remember that scene. And he's like, oh, what's wrong with you? Oh, yeah, nothing you can't get over. What's wrong with you? Hepatitis, get up here! <laughs> That's what it felt like. We might as well have been. Um... What about... You name me five scenes in this movie we haven't talked about. Well, now it's pretty difficult because oh. I just gave you that. Uh, so the dinner scene with Saito and Nicholson, I really liked when they're kind of going through how they're going to do this. Alec and it's really good timing and, and whatnot in that movie, uh, in that part. Uh, the celebration of the amnesty and Saito like crying for some reason in it, like it was really a really odd like sequence that didn't really fit together. That's two. Um, the scene uh, with all the girls when they were like bathing, getting those Hojo hand jobs, oh, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. and then they had to leave, and they went, "Oh, I gotta go." And they're like, Yee-hee. "Remember that scene?" It's like they were the mermaids from Peter Pan. Well, cause, cause infiltrate came in, and people were getting shot and yeah, killed. Yeah, but they, I know. My God, uh, there's uh, Joyce's. Job interview, essentially. That's four. And early on, the scene where the the kind of the impetus of it all, not of it all, but when the soldiers that are building the bridge like knock piece of like the shitty bridge that they're building down. Oh, and a sixth one. When Al, uh, Guinness has like turned, like changed his ways and like they investigate the bridge and determine that it's not like a suitable place for it and they decide to... Help them by building it somewhere else. I could go all day. I could. I won't. I won't at all. MVP and LVP. Who do you got? I could barely tell the difference between the characters in this movie. You really think I'm going to be able to name you quality MVP, LVP? I think Saito, the guy who did Saito, did a really good job. I originally had him written down as an LVP because of how bad the first couple scenes, like his dubbing and stuff yeah, was. Yeah, but that's not his fault, no, really. But then also, like... The emoting in his face. I think and he like, got better as it went on. Yes. Yeah, I think, like, his yes. stoicness in the beginning and then how he opened up, to, especially to um, Alec Guinness's character. I thought that was good. Um, Alec Guinness is amazing. I mean, there's a reason gr- he won He's the great. Oscar he won best. This. Yeah. I mean, his realization um, and the bridge blowing, like, it's just a spectacle. It's amazing. I don't have either one of them as my MVP. My MVP I have is the guy who plays Shears, William Holden. I think he had, like, great movie star charisma. He's a movie star. Um, I think he held himself so <sighs> well in the early, like, when... He's in, like, the infirmary part of it, and he's talking to whoever else is there with him. And even just his introduction with Alec Guinness, like, Alec Guinness, for the most part, is good in this movie, but I find him a little dull in, in a lot of segments of it, because that's kind of how the character needs to be, almost. Sure. Whereas the other guy, he's just oozing um, personality, and his facial expressions are on point, um... He's 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 just with it, um, a lot more. And his scenes were the ones that I thought found were better and more valuable. So that'd, that'd be my personal nomination, especially at the end when like he's like he didn't want to be on this mission. Essentially, like he was free and clear. Hashtag Hojo handjobs, but 
Um, Hashtag Hojo handguns. <laughs> but, uh, uh, like, next thing you know, like, he's running through that trench, like, trying to connect, trying to blow that bridge in time now that he sees that Joyce has been taken out. And, like, his look, like, looking up at Alec Guinness as he passes away in the water, just fucking, he, he checked more boxes to me than Alec Guinness. As good as Alec Guinness was in that last moment, was not as good throughout the movie to me as William Holden was. So that, that'd be my personal nominee. It's probably maybe controversial, but that's who I think was more valuable to my overall enjoyment of the movie. That, that'd be my vote. Okay. And as evidence by earlier, I could have said anything there, because either A, you weren't listening, or B, you don't know any better. Uh, I did some prior research. William Holden, two-time MVP for us. Yeah. He was the MVP for Network. Ah. He was uh, he was Max Shoemaker in Network. He was also Ronald Reagan's best man at his wedding. Oh, good for him. Uh, oh, talk about doing some research. You could suck a dick, man. You're so rude. Uh, part of my research that I saw earlier was, so while this is a historical fiction piece, this is based off of uh, a legitimate like POW camp during this war. And Saito is based off of an actual, like, Colonel Saito. But the relationship was much different in that he was much more amiable and, like, respectful and understanding of, like, the situation to whoever the commander was of those POWs. Oh, really? So much so that that, that uh, commander, when the war was over, went and testified to, like, whatever tribunal it was that Saito found himself being a part of for war crimes saying like look he wasn't that bad kind of thing yeah. and then when that commander died Saito went to his ceremony and spoke about what a good man he was so I found that was just kind of crazy cool. and, and odd uh, you don't get that here but um but yeah so I'm gonna name William Holden the MVP that's a two time a, 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 re, a weird two time MVP but I, I feel like he's one of like the biggest stars I feel like of that era of Hollywood so kind of I mean you have to be to be Ronald Reagan's best man at his wedding you get one fact, and you're just going to beat it to fucking death. No, no, I just said it twice. Well, you know you're going to say it again. Why would I do that? It's not like I was ever good at improv. Very true. Uh, I want to check to see if Alec... Did we give Alec Guinness an MVP previously? Yeah, he was... He, so, either him or William Holden was going to get a two-timer. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, William Holden's going to not lock it down here. Uh, it, it, if only <laughs> for the fact that he was Ronald Reagan's best man at his wedding. Talk about the rule threes, and you do it immediately. Don't even get time to breathe, room to like let people think if you're gonna do it. God, God, I think I should have picked Ariel. Who's your LVP? <laughs> Samantha has gotten up. You think I'm not? And she has left. <laughs> Samantha has left the podcast. She is slammed the door. <laughs> oh, you better get back in here before I tell that story <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, LVP, I'm just going to keep going. Uh, LVP, my personal LVP was Lieutenant Joyce Jeffrey Horn. Um... Number one, because it was a Jeffrey with a G, and I never liked that. Well, that's that's actually very untrue. I know a Jeffrey with a G. Very good man. If you're in the Gainesville area, uh, go to the McDonald's 
on Archer Road by 75, asked for G or Jeffrey. Very nice man. Knows his movies, too. Uh, I didn't like the guy who played Joyce. His, like, introduction, the way that he talked, he always, like, had this, like, weird cadence. It was, like, delayed walking almost. Um, like, he, he would keep pausing. His tone was off. And then he, like, I didn't think he was going to become a big part of the movie. And then he was a big part of the movie. Um, and that, like, he's the one that kills Saito. He's the one that, like, isn't sure if he can get killed. I didn't like his facial expressions either. So he'd be my personal vote. Um, and considering I'm the only one that's here, it's probably going to be my vote. Um, Samantha has to draw the movie, so let me see what's, uh, what's going on here. And she's back, everybody. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I have to, like, tell people what that was. <laughs> Should I? No. No? <laughs> Hey, as I just said, as I got you back out here to finish this podcast, you're the one I've been doing a podcast with. For... You know why I got so upset at that? Why? It's because she was terrible at improv. Just a little bit more terrible than you. <laughs> just a little bit. Never works. Uh, the LVP I named was Jeffrey Horn, the guy that played Joyce. Um, I didn't like his expressions. I didn't, exactly what I said was I didn't like his facial expressions, and I didn't like the cadence of his voice. Oh, see, I was voice. paying attention. You are such an asshole. Maybe you should have picked Ariel. Uh, What's this fucker's name? Jeffrey Horm. Jeffrey with a G. And then I had a whole diatribe about Jeffrey's with G's that <laughs> you missed. It was funny. G-offs? G- <laughs> What? Get a G off the whole That's how they pronounce it. Like, oh how do you pronounce... Look, listen. I'm going to get G'd off at the whole Listen. Goes. What? How do you say G-E-O-F-F? Jeff. G-off. G-off! That's what you sound like you're doing. Yeah, I also didn't like... He had, like, a weird, like, walk-in thing going on with his voice where, like, he had, like, weird, like, pauses and cadences in his voice. I wasn't a fan of him. So Jeffrey I'm not Horn, a fan of you. The LVP of Bridge on the River Kwai. Anything else on the movie before we wrap up? I think we hit everything. What yes. would you do if you were a prisoner of war? Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. What, what would you do if you were a prisoner that? of war outside of this marriage? What kind of question is that? Like how you think I wouldn't be one of those people who would have those cyanide tablets and take it immediately if I got captured? Well, I'm fucked. I would not survive as a prisoner of war. It's true. You barely, yeah, you barely survived. Whatever. I would not get caught. I think we all know. I would not get caught. I was like... Uh, people have seen you run. Well, that's... Hey, don't cheat. Oh, actually, Colin, can I see real quick? No. No, can I? Because no. there's something I can take out of the box. <laughs> no, just leave yeah, it. Fine. I'll fix it afterwards. Yeah, no, no, you'd be, you'd be screwed no matter what. What about you? Fuck no! They'd kill you on set. They would... Lose. Take this fat ass? No. Okay. Oh, what? All right. I'll allow it. Oh, not nice when I hit on your insecurities, but it's nice when you hit on mine. That's cool. It's a stupid insecurity, yours. What? Other women is a stupid insecurity of mine? That's not another woman. That is, I'm just going to tell people. That it is, is a... Uh, that is a person who I thought was your friend, was just somebody that you met... They auditioned with you. We were you. best friends. <laughs> they auditioned and with the you. They auditioned tore us 13 apart. 13 years ago. And we only picked you instead of her. And the joke was that 
we weren't auditioning actresses. No, no, no. <laughs> we why, were auditioning. Why did you pick pick me instead of her? We had a better audition, and you were cuter. That's not what you had said to me. Oh, what did I say? I don't remember. You said because I wasn't the one who looked like I wanted to suck your dick. Oh, that well, it seems like she was flirting with me the whole time, right? Ah, right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, I can't have any of that, and no, then gotta, you ended up. Got to work, work on it. Oh, got to work. Gotta work I didn't work that it. hard. I'll tell you what. <clears throat> Why are you doing? For a mullet. Why are you doing oh, some wait. weird bit with your phone? Ah, yes. Let me see. Ah, I can't read this. Ah, yes. I'm not wearing um, my glasses. I'm not wearing my glasses right now. Normally, I do it with my glasses. I don't know if you've noticed. I drew it. I scored first. So more and more, I talked about it on this podcast. I remembered being more dull and long, and not for me as I remembered. But I still have. I, I still enjoyed the process of watching the, a, a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a... I really wish I knew your score. I'm going to give it a six and a half. Mm. It's going to be my score for Bridge on the River Kwai. Again, probably blasphemy, but I think it was wonderfully done. Very, uh, very good, memorable moments. Just... For a modern audience, not necessarily something that'll hold your attention and will be, this will never be seen by me ever again. If there's a movie on television, I'm like, oh, cool, and just skip right past it. Uh huh. So, what is your score? So, after all of that, fucking ragging on me, you. Said that you agree with me, mm-hmm. basically. That I was right. So that's cool. That's a win in my book for me. Um, what's my score for this movie? I wrote down a five and a half. Five and a half. Okay. So a six for Bridge on the River Kwai, which came out of the box, which means that Samantha's going to get to reach in the box and draw a new Bye, random movie. Italy. Next week will be the next installment of our Wrap It Up series, Pitch Perfect 2. Put a bow on it. And 3. And then after that, Samantha's nomination, Chopping Mall. Yes. And then, Get into uh, this good, the this good movie. stuff. What are we hoping for here? Uh, I don't know. Man, just give me something. Give me something. A, good, a good comedy or something we can watch with Jillian, maybe. I don't even know what the fuck this movie is. Great. Samantha's not know what it is. Oh, man. What oh, is it? God. Say it. No, no, no. Just, uh, let me see if oh, I know it. Oh, man. Tell me what it is. The movie is what this hour we've been talking. Just say what the name of the movie is. On this show has felt like the longest week. I'm not sure. Oh, you wrote it. Oh, God. I, have no I idea didn't write it. I have no idea what that is. That's your handwriting. Why would I write that? I have no idea. Oh, okay. It looks like a romantic comedy with Jason Bateman, Olivia Wilde, and Billy Crudup. Okay. I definitely bought this at like a... Uh, a uh, gas station for two ninety nine, right? No. When you brought the Bridge of the River Quad. <laughs> Probably Big Lots for less. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. I, I like those two people. I like, I like Jason Bateman and Olivia Wilde. Could, could be fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what the reviews. Hold on. Reception. Uh, I only see like one review. But, you know. You know. It's, uh, it's what it is. 
right. I mean, I'll, I'll try it. That's what we're doing. Uh, cool. Anything else? Wonderful love of my life. Samantha, darling, light of my life. I hate you so much on so many levels. Um, no, I mean, look, this movie was this movie. We're done talking about the movie. I I'm think it's no surprise. You, I'm not asking about Bridget. I'm asking you. I think my favorite... My favorite thing I got out of this movie is the fact that I now know that... What the fuck's this guy's name? <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married of the Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. The stacked uh, series is on there. Podswoggle, my sister podcast, is wrapping up its run at episode 500 in June, and we're going out with a bang, so make sure you shoot over there to listen to those final episodes. Patreon also has some great video content. If you want to see me watch a 40-minute video about uh, Ghostbusters action figures, and then watch two different videos of me eating two you different definitely bowls of kale salad... Don't watch the one with the dressing. Then that's the place for you to go over the next six weeks or so uh, on Patreon. Uh, follow us on social media, at MaryWMovies on Twitter. Facebook.com slash MarriedWithMovies and hit us up on an email, MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com. Final thoughts? William Holden was the best man at Ronald Reagan's wedding. Any final thoughts? That was my final thought. Oh, cool. You had already asked that and then that's how you got into the... It's just you're so much of a broken record that I can't tell what was happening. What are your final thoughts? <sighs> you should have let that other girl suck your dick. For mullet... This is Mullet, signing out for Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. That needs to be, this is the second week in a row that I can't get through the closing because of how hard you made me laugh. And it makes me really happy because you make me laugh really hard. So what did we talk every, about in the car? You should do that every week. What did we talk about in the car yesterday? I don't remember. Why are you talking like Marissa Tomei? <laughs> I always get like that. You don't remember what comment I said to you in the car yesterday? No, I don't listen to you. <laughs> when I said that everybody at work thinks I'm the funniest person. Oh, right, right, right. Well, as long as you, if you can do it once a week, that's great with me. <laughs>